Elaheim, you good? Yes. Hey, since you had such good luck, or since you had such a good run uh, doing the, uh, oh, the, you know, what? our little... No. I said, since you did so well in the entry last time, do you want to do it again? Um, <laughs> the one I completely butchered. <laughs> that was... Or you want me to do it? It's up to you. Ooh, why don't, since we have a guest, why don't we let the guest intro? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> oh, okay. That didn't go the way I wanted it to go. <laughs> we could we could sing it since today's is about uh, musical, so Jessica can sing for us. Welcome to the Nerd Mix. That'd be super corny, but it'd be funny. <laughs> or Lahati, since you have such a beautiful voice, maybe you can. Oh my god. Beautiful in the depths of hell. What are you doing? <laughs> So I guess I'm going to do it. <laughs> you want me to do it? Yeah, let's just make it a thing where we go back and forth, but how about everyone sings right. their name? Oh, no. No, that's a bad idea. Why? It's a, it's so no, terrible, it would work. <sighs> Look, I'm probably going to be like, well, honey, like, hairspray. I'm, Je- <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm Jessica. I'm Jessica. I'm Laura. I'm Lahani. And I'm the nerd mix. <laughs> the nerd mix. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Tracy. <laughs> All gold. And honey, you can start us off then with the singing. <laughs> no, you're gonna leave me hanging. I know you. Oh, I will. Okay. Anyways, welcome to the Nerd Mix. A brand new. We're not brand new. I did the same thing you did last time. Oh my god. <laughs> it has infected <laughs> you. I spread oh. the disease. You did. Start over. where two professional hobbyists chit more than chat about film, television, and all things pop culture. I'm Laura. I'm Lohani. And today we have with us a special guest. Her name is... Jessica! Yay! Hey, guys. (laughs) Jessica has been in numerous Broadway shows and theater, and she knows a lot about that. Plus, she also has a beautiful voice. And it fits with what we're talking about today, because we are talking about musicals. And TV musicals and musicals that go to film and films that turn into musicals and of course live action musicals which is very big right now especially with Disney and of course Beauty and the Beast came out today um, so yeah that's what we're going to be talking about one second why did my computer stall I don't want to do that all over again Laura are you there yeah I'm here oh it was just was being retarded. Did it get all that though? I think so. I'm recording the call and my side. Okay. Just in case. I think it got my side, but I think it was just lagging for a second. Okay. Okay. Um. So yeah, that's what we're talking about today. And uh, how's been your week, Lahani? Um. Aside from this, before we started recording, a bit crazy, but personally and professionally but we're getting there i was able to for all my netflix aficionados i watched a comedy special eliza schlerzinger i don't know if you guys heard of her on netflix yeah on netflix you know how they have all those uh random comedy specials i watched like amy schumer ali wong um and then i watched eliza schlerzinger and for after the first special, I went down a rabbit hole and I was like three specials in. <laughs> I just sat there and potatoed it and she was she was just screaming a bunch of stuff about basic bitches and um, 
what is it, feminism, but she was also super funny and acted out all her jokes. So she had like a goblin and I was like, this girl is just crazy and does everything on stage. I like her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. That should be like Netflix's logline though. Like your endless, like your rabbit hole. Because I feel like when you turn on Netflix, you kind of just, there's no end to it in sight for you. Like if I turn on Netflix, like I better make sure that my day is done after that because there's no way I'm going to get up and be productive after that. For sure. Yes. Their slogan should be like, find your rabbit hole. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Netflix, pay us. Right? Send us a check, man. But this, You just got the best logline for you. This lady, I guess she won um, a best comic standing. So I've never seen the best comic standing person go on. Never like I've never followed them. And so I just discussed... I discovered her, you know, um, but she has this one thing where whenever she acts out like a bunch of, you know, basic girls interacting with each other, she alludes that they're sheep. So she actually like baws in between the conversations, which adds so much substance to it that I never thought I needed until it happened. So anyone who's on Netflix and doesn't want to quite commit to a TV show or go for a movie, I suggest a comedy special. Eliza Schlerzinger, she's amazing, and she's, I guess, she's really out there, like, aggressively, Mm -hmm. I guess, to just, but not in the way that, like, other people use it for women, like, oh, she's, like, aggressive, like, Mm -hmm. steer clear, I'm like, no, she's, like, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, you know, buy your, buy your one-way ticket, Get get a bold. little tent. Yeah. Yes, bold. Oh my god. See, I'm like hypnotized by this <laughs> machine. Bold. Mm, buzzwords. Netflix. That sounds interesting. I feel like you're like the person that always watches this this new stuff, and I'm like I'm stuck still on like all the same things that I've been impressed by for like <laughs> ten or fifteen years. Like I I'm not one to try out new things. So like when something new comes around, I'm just like, well, well, you know, instead of really, instead of trying to get it, get okay. My husband has been trying to get me into Parks and Rec. How have you not? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I'm a huge Office fan. Like, I mean, I always tell me and Jessica. Same thing. We're always talking about these Office things. But you've seen, have you seen Parks and Rec, Jess? I have. I have to say, when it first came on, I was, like, excited because it was going to be another type of Office show. Right. Especially because The Office was coming to an end. And I watched the first few episodes and I couldn't get into it. But I will say that... A couple of years ago, I tried to watch it again, and I got through, like, three seasons, and I was hooked, because it's, it's just, it's hilarious. I haven't had time to finish it yet, but... Yeah, it's, but it's, it's really weird. good. It's, it takes a little while for me to get into it, but once I'm in, I'm in. Yeah. Right. Like, I watch it, and, like, I'm so... Like, when I would watch Parks and Rec, just, you know, you catch a stray episode here and there every now, mm-hmm. you know, and then on, on TV, and, like, I would see all the newer ones with, with Rob Lowe, mm-hmm. um, and those are the Parks and Recs I'm used to, but, of course, he wasn't there... The first, like, two seasons, I think. Two mm-hmm. or three seasons. So, like, when I'm, we're starting it, we're watching all these new, all these first episodes, I'm kind of like, oh, you know, I'll laugh here and there. And, like, my husband's on the other side of the couch, like, cracking up. And I'm just like, I can't. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. I really, I really want to like this show. And I know I will because I've liked later episodes. Yeah. But it's just, I feel like it's one of those shows that you got to sit there and, and. You have to put the time in. Yeah, you had to get, you have to get into it and, and. I'm trying. I really am. But I love The Office so much. Like, if I sit down for lunch during the day, I'm going to turn on The Office and watch the same episode I've watched 30 million times, and I'll still <laughs> laugh at it and find it enjoyable. Like, that's just the way I am. But. <laughs> no, I, no I'm, I'm here. I think it's just more as... When you try something new, if it even if someone even relates it to something that you know and love, you're like, convince me why I should spend my time on this other than going back to what I originally love and just staying with that. Right. I think right. it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it's like this. Then why would I rewatch something I already know and love on this channel or this right. show? Yeah. Because it's, it's so similar to Office in the sense that it's, you know, it's a it's a town in America that no one really knew. Pawnee, Scranton, like, those are the types of cities yeah. that really have not much going on for them. It's yeah. in that mockumentary style. It's the mockumentary. It's, it's, it's boring things, like a boring Parks and Rec office, a regular paper office. Like, it's, mm-hmm. they're so similar um, because they share kind of, like, the same the same, um, 
like television bible or what they would call them like the same type of formats mm-hmm. um so but i compare it's the reason why it's so close that i compare them all the time and i'm like that's the biggest my one of my biggest flaws when it comes to like critiquing things is i like to compare things and i know that's like the worst possible thing you can do because you got to look at it as a standalone and now that I've, we're getting into, like, season three and stuff, I'm trying to, like, look at Parks and Rec as, as a standalone. And I'm, I'm getting into it. It's just taking me a very, very long time. I th- but um, I... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I... When... The reason why I probably watch a lot of new shows, like, every time we go to um, record an episode, I've literally gone through maybe two seasons of something and <laughs> watched a special and then found a movie. I... I look for the uniqueness in something. I'm like, oh, what mm-hmm. what makes this show distinct? That's how I kind of walk into things. Like The Magicians, I thought, was like Harry Potter and Narnia, except it's combined in one and they're adults. Or to put it, or summarize it quickly and crudely, if they're ever listening, I doubt it. But um, And uh, Frontier, that's on Netflix with Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. I started watching that too. And I thought it was really cool because we don't see too many um, shows that um, revolve around Native Americans. And this, unless it's just the US, uh, just the British coming in and Native Americans, but this relies on the whole entire fur trade and different countries who were trying to come into the U.S. and how they dealt with the Native Americans. So... Mm-hmm. It's. I always See, I go into like, like what makes this thing cool, right? And I feel like that's why people always like when they listen to our podcast or like Lohani's a television person because lo- like you're always watching all these new things. That's kind of how I am with film though. Like when I go turn on Netflix, like if I'm not watching, t- <laughs> if I'm not watching The Office or like really old Gilmore Girl episodes. I'm looking for different movies that I can watch that I think are interesting and I do the opposite. I rewatch yeah, see? I rewatch dumb old ass movies. <laughs> like I'm like, ooh, I know what I'm doing for the next two hours. Comfort and not change. Oh, that means we need to do like a guilty pleasure Netflix podcast or like a guilty pleasure movies. Yeah. Because I think everyone has like, what's your go-to Netflix guilty pleasure? My go-to, ooh, Netflix. That's a tough one because there's, there's so much so on many. there. There's so, so much. Say, maybe like Grey's Anatomy. Okay. Old episodes of Grey's. Friends. I mean, Friends. I've rewatched twelve times the entire series. That's okay. my girl. See, that's that's my girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's why I'm with The Office. Like The Office and Gilmore Girls and like Check for me. Oh, The OC. Oh, that is my love. I've, I've never, never watched seen that. Seen a full episode oh, of the it's OC. It's so good. I've I never... gave your sister season one like a year ago. Okay, and she hasn't watched. She told me if I watched Gilmore Girls, she would watch the OC. Well, now well, it's her turn to serve I've because she's Gilmore Girls, so it's her turn. There you go. I think for me, uh, mine is Buffy. I'll rewatch Buffy the Vampire Slayer every year. I was going to call it, I was going to say it right now that yours is Buffy, but you beat me to it. So show you how great of a listener I am. <laughs> they just had their Maybe. 20th anniversary, so they did, like, a list of, I like, badass um, Buffy moments and yeah. great dialogue that happened through the show, and I was like, yes. Ah, yes. Dude, that's awesome. Um, okay, so let's segue. Let's narrow it down into why we're here. We're here to talk to you guys about Beauty and the Beast. 
the, like, yeah. the original has always been one of my favorites. But, like, I love Hercules. Oh, yeah, my mom never let me watch Hercules. Tangle's the newer one that I love. <laughs> Newer-ish. Um, circling back to Hercules. I Yes. I can go the distance. Does anyone ever hear that song and just immediately break down? Oh, oh yes. I have a story for you. So, a few weeks ago, I was doing a concert where um, I was singing in a concert with Roger Bart, who is the guy who sang Go the Distance in the Hercules movie. And during the concert, he comes on stage and he starts singing Go the Distance. And I literally, I'm on stage in front of hundreds of people and the song starts and I can't breathe. He literally sings, I have often dreamed. And I burst into tears, like, on stage. It was... It was a moment. <laughs> right. I, I'm proud of you for just not crumbling into a ball on stage. So you hold your head high because I would have gone into the fetal position and asked him to hold me while he sang it. <laughs> like, yes. It was, uh, I mean, I was sitting down, so at least there was that. So that was good. Perfect. You nailed it. I don't think anybody would have done any better because that song immediately someone can do, put it on. And it's like that Sarah, what, McLaughlin song with, oh, the eyes. (laughs) I'm like, I'm done. The scared donkey song. I I know, right? Oh, it's so terrible. I have to change the channel when that comes on. I almost thought you were going to talk about, um, if, um, when she loved me from Toy Story Two, because Sarah McLaughlin sang that. Oh, that song kills too, though. Does yeah. she go into the studio going, "All right, this is really gonna make him cry"? That's <laughs> <laughs> her goal, I'm sure. Yeah, this is really what, gonna sell what puppies. What new melancholic song can we give them today that'll make them turn into a child? I know, right? But that's so baby. cool that you got to go on stage with him. Yeah, it was, he's a it Tony was... winner, correct? Yes, he is. He won his Tony for Snoopy and You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. Oh, classics. Yeah. It was it was a very, it was, a, it was an amazing night, to say the least. <laughs> you know, what I can say about that is if you turn on that song, I Can Go Distance, while you're on the treadmill or while you're running, you'll run your fastest mile. <laughs> you'll try ever. to run away from the song and your feelings. <laughs> Mine just makes me feel so empowered. I'm just like, yes! I can go the distance. (laughs) I will not stop after 15 seconds of sprinting. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Disney has um, started this new trend um, of turning their animated video, animated movies into live action movies. Um, We've already had Jungle Book, uh, which kind of started this whole thing. I think, did it? No, what came before it? Uh, Well, there was Mirror Mirror. Cinderella. Technically, going through the whole thing, they had Mirror Mirror, Maleficent. Cinderella. Cinderella. Right. Right. No, then they did Jungle Book. You're right. I forgot about Maleficent, which was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, as a standalone, I feel like Maleficent, compared to what we're getting now with Jungle Book and Beauty and the Beast, is that Maleficent kind of was a standalone movie on its own. Like, it it was set apart. It wasn't a full out remake. I mean, we got Maleficent side of the story, mm-hmm. whereas Jungle Book and now Beauty and the Beast are are pretty much plot point to point remakes, like straight out remakes. Um, just obviously enhanced more. Uh, and with real people. Yeah, like I or CGI animals. I, Lohani, uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you see Jungle Book? I feel like I've asked you this before. You ask me this a lot, and I feel really awkward. No. Okay. Can you see it now so that you can answer yes? I think I just need to come down and give you the movie. Oh, that's a new movie for me to watch. Can Can um, you make it into a TV show? I'll probably end up watching it. I can split Done. it into like four 30-minute episodes without work. Yeah, part one. Just put a bunch of um, put a bunch of intermissions for me. <laughs> Some commercials in there. Yeah, I'll make my own. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Jungle Book and and Beauty and the Beast are are, are just flat out remakes. Um, not saying that they're any less because you know they're they're both beautiful to look at. Jess and I just came out of seeing Beauty and the Beast today, um, and going into it. Okay, so the thing is, Jessica always opens my eyes to new things. This is why we've been friend for nearly friends for nearly <laughs> ten years. Like she, uh, I always she, Jessica's a very optimistic person and I'm a very big pessimist like 
Especially when it comes to films. Like, I, I see the commercials, and I'm just like, no. Like, look at this. Look at this. Um, and then I go see them with her. I mean, the reason why I saw more Harry Potters than I ever did was because I saw it for Jess. But, um, I'm sorry, Lohani. I just, I, I told you I haven't seen all the Harry Potters, right? Have we gone through this? Yeah, and you, what, what are you doing? Are you rehashing old stuff? You make me cry every time you say this. <laughs> right? And I feel awkward I about the Jungle Book. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what are you going to do? Oh my gosh. Just don't bring up Lord of the Rings is better than Harry Potter and we're fine. I know, I'm not. I never do. <laughs> two separate things entirely. Plus, I'm two to one right now, so. And you can be fans of both. <laughs> yes. It's possible. Which it, it is. That is definitely me. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I I've tried to be fans of both. I'm very pessimist. <laughs> anyway, so Beauty and the Beast. Um, Beauty and the Beast uh, came out today. Um, it's Disney's brand new live action movie. Um, and if you're really if you're going to see, if you're looking to get feels just like you did in the old Beauty and the Beast, I would say go see it because um, it will definitely give you all the emotions and all the good things about. Um, what Beauty Beast was originally. Um, now, in this movie, we have your guys' girl, Emma Watson. Yes, Hermione. Um, from uh, Harry Potter. Um, and we also have Jess Knows Things Better Than Me, so you're going to go ahead and tell me who's in this movie. Dan Stevens plays the Beast. We have the amazing and handsome Luke Evans as Gaston. Oh my gosh, hold me back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Josh Gad plays an incredible LeFou. Um, and then we have just like an all-star cast as the Enchanted Objects. You've got Ewan McGregor as Lumiere. You've got Ian McKellen, Sir Ian McKellen, oh my gosh, as Cogsworth. Um, Emma Thompson as Mrs. Potts. Stanley Tucci is in it. He plays Cadenza, which is actually a new character that we're being introduced to in this film. Um, he's the he's the the castle's musician. He's the pianist. Um, we have Kevin Kevin Klein as Maurice. Kevin Klein, um, the incomparable Audrey McDonald, Tony Award winner as um, the wardrobe, and she's hilarious. Um, there's just so many, so many, so many good people in this film, and. The cast is incredible, and for me, who my very first professional show or Broadway show I ever saw was Beauty and the Beast. When I was mm -hmm. six years old, I saw the original cast, and it was watching Beauty and the Beast that, I mean, literally watching it when I was six years old, and I looked at my mom and I said, Mom, that's what I'm going to do when I get older. And, you know, it's kind of, I've come full circle. One of the last shows I did last summer was Beauty and the Beast, and mm -hmm. it was just I played Belle when I was a senior in high school, and um, I've done the shows a couple times after that, so it's just, you know. Yeah, it's okay. a special so, place in my heart. Right, <laughs> and I think this movie has a big place in a lot of girls' hearts. Um, now, coming from your angle, uh, Broadway and theater, and we now we've seen this, obviously, what originally was a musical to begin with. Um pros cons like how, what did you think when you saw it was it did it uphold your expectations um in a way yes I, it wasn't I mean obviously you have to take these films with a grain of salt you have to go in especially when it's a remake of something that is so beloved you have to go in not expecting it to be everything that you think it's going to be you know mm -hmm. and it's 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 um and so that's how I go into these. That's how I go to. That's how I go into most of my movies. Actually, is just I'm going in for the purpose of being entertained. And and that's what I was. I was very very entertained because it's Beauty and the Beast. You right. Know, how can you not love Beauty and the Beast? Right. Um, but on top of that, now I I asked you before because we yeah. see, we get um in this movie we get some new songs that you're not you haven't heard yeah um in the original movie and they haven't been heard in the broadway uh, i kept asking in the movie i'm like is this one from the broadway show is yeah. this one from the broadway <laughs> show because i didn't know where disney was going to um blur the lines mm -hmm. um if there was going to be any blurring of it but of course these two new songs were were brand new songs made for the movie um one is one that b sings and another one is just Kind of the, the entire cast sings a little bit in the middle, right? Yeah, and then there's there's one extra too that Maurice sings. Um, oh, that, right, right, uh, yeah. um, Emma, that Belle repeats 
a little later on when mm-hmm. she's in the the windmill right Paris. um those yeah i had i had my choice i would have thrown in the songs from the broadway show um i think they're more powerful um especially the beast number the beast number if i can't love her in the sh- in the broadway show is just absolutely gorgeous mm-hmm. um I think Evermore, which is the Beast song in the new movie, is it's very beautiful in its own way, and I think Dan Stevens does a great job with it. And obviously, Josh Groban, when he does the cover of it and the credits, mm-hmm. is he's Josh Groban, right? Um, Josh Groban can really do no wrong. Um, <laughs> the song is beautiful, and I think everyone who hears it and hasn't seen the Broadway version or heard it will love it. But those that have know that it doesn't it doesn't even come close to comparison with "If I Can't Love Her." Um, but, I mean, the, the movie itself used moments from music from the Broadway show as underscoring, so it was, like, obviously that they were trying to incorporate that in there, but I think, I think what they were ultimately trying to do is just separate it, because they did use dialogue from both the movie and the Broadway show. Right, Um, I was was gonna ask you that, too, I was like, where, like... Because you've seen all three now. Yeah. Um, how much of Broadway are we getting? How much... Obviously, we're getting a lot from the original movie. Right. Mo- Most 98% of it yeah. is from the movie. Um, speaking of which, Be Our Guest, I know you have thoughts on that. Yeah. But, I mean, it was literally almost shot for shot from the animated cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I, I did notice that because I had watched I watched the original Beauty and the Beast a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, just kind of to get ready for this. Um, but because obviously, I did, when you when you think of Disney, it's kind of like, well, what are they going to do? Are they are they going to want this movie to stand alone? Or are they going to want it to be vastly different? Whereas Maleficent completely took, you know, a completely different turn. Like it was so different. That's part of the reason why it was so great. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, coming from a film perspective, um, I did like it. Um, I did honestly, I did like it as a whole. Like I going into it, of course, it's a beautiful movie. I was telling you before, some of my favorite scenes in this movie. When you go watch it, pay attention to these. It's kind of just when Belle's alone in the castle because the castle itself is such an amazing mm-hmm. set. Like, the set decorations and or just everything that they created for that castle is beautiful. So some of my favorite scenes are when she's just walking around looking or when it's just her and Beast in this castle. It was, was some of the, the quieter moments were some of the greatest moments and kind of where you got to see a lot of the live action and the animation and all the CG and how far we've come in that sense mm-hmm. come to life. Because it did look real. And it was yeah. kind of like, wow, this castle could really exist. Like, look how beautiful this is. Um, but then there were kind of the scenes where, uh, it was a lot, a lot of affirmation, like we were saying, the Be Our Guest scene was, was, in my sense, too much, because when you put so much animation, so much CG, and, like, live action stuff on screen, it kind of just becomes, like, this big blur of just colors and, like, everything. I don't know, it was a little bit too messy for me. Um, in that scene, mm-hmm. it took me a little bit while to get into the movie. Um, it took the last act of the movie um, was beautiful. Like it was so good. Like the ending was so great. I guarantee you guys, you guys go see this. The 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 Beauty and the Beast dancing will not let you down. Like it's such a beautiful scene. It's uh, um, the probably aside from that was my favorite scene. Um, and as far as you know, things aside from that, like, of course, we, we, I had, we had, everyone was freaking out about, um, Emma Stone's singing, like, they're like, well, no, she, Emma, oh my god, <laughs> I did it again, you guys, don't hate me, <laughs> Emma Watson, Emma Watson's, uh, singing voice, this is my second time today, so, it's age, um, Emma Watson's singing voice, um, honestly, look at, she didn't do too bad, um, <laughs> she looks exactly like Belle in this movie. Like she, they picked a great actress to play Belle. Um, but her, you know, her singing voice. We had heard that it was auto tune, so there is some areas in there where she kind of Jessica. Jessica phrases a little bit robotic. <laughs> <laughs> you can definitely hear the auto tuning. Yeah. Um, but I will say when she sings 
um, she sings a reprise of the song that Marie sings in the beginning, mm-hmm. and um, you can hardly hear the auto-tuning in that, and she has some beautiful moments in that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does. I mean, it, it's not, there's not a lot. There wasn't, when she was singing, there was, the whole time I wasn't just like, oh my gosh, this sounds terrible, because that's not what it was. Mm-hmm. Of course, there were some little times where I was like, oh, you know, there's it there, there's that <laughs> you here. You can hear it. <laughs> you can hear it. But aside from that, she really did a great job with what she was given, and she basically just took this character and gave us a real-life visual to it, and I think she did a, a fantastic job in that. Um little other things that I had to, com- I, I call them little complaints because they're really not that big of a deal. Um, but like the whole, I don't know if you've noticed this, but the, the cut between the scenes were like a little bit everywhere. Like yeah. there was kind of like this scene where like the scene ended, like it was a bright scene, the scene ended and then it just like went to, um, black and then went quickly into the next scene. It was kind of like, Oh, that was yeah, a little the weird. Tra- the transitions are a little rough. They're a little off, and it's it's well. If you, I mean, when you watch the older movies too, the older Disney movies, they run very very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like the pace of those movies are very very quick, and of course they kind of just adapted that whole thing into this film, and the movie runs very very quickly. Um, and it was weird. Like, it was kind of like what you were saying when you were trying to warn me before the movie, mm-hmm. where you're talking about how it's all a little bit cartoony. Yeah. Um. They're going for what I, I mean, I, what I see is that they were going for literally recreating the cartoon just with live people as opposed to movies like, like, okay, Cinderella, for example. Obviously, we have, we have the animated version and then we have the non-animated version, which takes more of a serious tone. They're trying to become more of a serious film and even, even the bibbidi bobbidi boo scene, mm-hmm. which I know, yeah, is like, it's not as right. cartoony. It's more like almost, you know, quote-unquote, realistic. Right. Um, where with this one, they were definitely like, you know what, this is a cartoon and this is an animated film that we're going to do live action, but we're still going to keep that kind of cartoon humor. Like, you mm-hmm. see with when the wardrobe, like, dresses her right. up. Like, it's very... Right. You would see Oh, that, I see what you're saying. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not necessarily like, oh, we're going to be super serious and make this as realistic as possible. Cause it's, and it definitely wasn't... Like, there was a scene at the end where it was kind of like, oh, that went a little dark. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I didn't, like, I wouldn't have expected if Jessica didn't tell me it before, but I yeah. was just like, oh, wow, that was, and some people are going to like that and some people are not. Yeah. But, like, the whole cartoony aspect of it now, I think because their target audience is still children, um, it, it fits. Like, I didn't have any, matter of fact, all the humor were from those cartoony parts and it was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, just to hit some highlights, Gaston, oh. Luke Evans, if they were to make a spin-off of Luke Evans and his backstory and make it a musical, I'd be so excited about it because Luke Evans did a phenomenal job. Had no clue that he could sing. I know. Um, did he, has he done theater? Do you know? Or I tried to look it up. Um, I honestly, I was, didn't really get much. Didn't really get far. Because I thought, like, his voice is so strong. His, he, his voice is the type of, type of voice that will give you chills. Um... And it did. Every time he came on screen and saying, like, the Kill the Beast scene at the end was so powerful. It was kind of like, oh, like, you want to root for Gaston just because his voice is beautiful. Like, yeah. and he's beautiful. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he was a huge highlight. Um, of course, Emma Watson, um, LeFou. Um, yeah, Josh Gad. Josh Gad, yeah. Mm-hmm. His, <laughs> he did so good. I think he did a... He, <laughs> He was so good turning that character into a real person. Yeah. It's kind of like... And his voice, he did great, too. Of course, we all know him as the awesome snowman from... Uh, Olaf. Olaf from uh, <laughs> Frozen. But, um, so second Disney movie. Well, I don't know. Maybe we might see him in more. Well, you know, I think, honestly, LeFou um, has one of the greatest character arcs in this movie mm-hmm. they do they um without spoiling anything they do a twist at the end with his character that um it has not been done before on stage or in the original film mm-hmm. um but you really see his you you really see his character changing yeah and, and you see that you know toward kind of the middle and the end of the movie it's mm-hmm. kind of like well where are they taking this character now because in the the anim- in the animated movie the original movie it was kind of like 
you know, he was this, he was consistent throughout the entire movie. Whereas yeah. this one, you do see a really big change in him. And you I see did the conflict. Yeah, you see this dealing with emotional conflict that he's going. And what was a great, what's great about these live action movies is that they gives Disney the opportunity to go more in depth with characters mm-hmm. that they weren't able to, you know, 15, 20 years ago. So surprisingly, LeFou kind of came out on the top characters on my list because of that arc too. Of course, Gaston, we all knew was going to be great. Um, Emma Watson um, was awesome. Lohani just told me she live tweeted that uh, I got the the Emmas mixed up. Is that really my fault? I mean, Emma Stone just won a freaking Academy Award, so she's ingrained in my brain. (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, it's fair. The musicals came out really close to each other in regards yeah. to a musical podcast. It would go back and forth. But being the petty person I am, I had to tweet it. It's, it's fine. I, it's going to happen again. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> anyway, oh, I didn't tell you my other friend. He has a podcast. He's probably going to listen to this episode. I mixed up my facts and he messaged me about them. So that was awkward for me. I mean, I needed to be called out because I mixed up my Batman movies. It was necessary. Oh, <laughs> we're going to get so much flack. Yeah, okay. so. We're human. I fixed it. You fixed um, it. So. Yeah, I, I I made a note on our thing. But um, for th- this movie in general, just to get me back in there, um, what was your guys' favorite scene from there, if it doesn't include major spoilers? But I mean, who hasn't seen Beauty and the Beast? Am I right? It's true. If, if, it's true. Really, nothing in here can be spoiled, aside yeah. from tiny little things. Um, well, I think they sure. spoiled the biggest part of the movie, too, for any character that they switched, they everyone knows it now yeah also um at the end of the movie beast is no longer a beast so spoiler alert I'm <laughs> are you kidding me you mean she and... didn't marry the water buffalo <laughs> we were laughing we were oh laughing the entire movie because yeah. we were like everyone's making such a big fuss that lefou is like gay but there's like bestiality all throughout this like, movie there's a girl falling in love with a buffalo <laughs> There's talk. There's talking like furniture pieces. They all got cursed because of this one kid's mistake. Let's talk about the real priorities. Right. <laughs> um, favorite scene though, I, I, like I said before, my favorite scene had to be, of course, the epic Beauty and the Beast where they have their dance. Um, I honestly yeah. think it was so beautiful, and the way that they did integrate, you know, all these things coming to life in that scene was awesome to have them as like the musicians and all our musicians musicians magicians <laughs> are those musical musicians apparently <laughs> just magicians with music got you musicians um how they <laughs> how they took it into into play and all that i did i really did love that scene plus her dress i think i favor her dress in this movie and then i and then i do in the the animated one but um just um, my favorite scene was actually the montage. It's something that they do in this film that I, that again they haven't done on the um, on both stage and um, the original is that they have a montage of showing how long Belle has been at the castle mm-hmm. and how how she gets to know the Beast and it's really it really makes the Beast more endearing. You really understand more. Like okay, I can, I can get why she's falling for him because he's actually quite charming and. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have, they even have this, like, playful banter going on a little bit, and it's, it's really sweet to watch. Um, and then there, and then also, like, the battle scene with the objects attacking everyone. Yeah, It's always, is always a winner. Yeah, it was so funny. It was so, like I was saying before, like, we have, we see, like, there's not much you can spoil in this movie, but there's definitely is, we get more in-depth views on all these different characters, Mm -hmm. like, where Mm -hmm. they've come from, and they actually... They do fill in a few uh, plot holes that the animation did have. They uh, they filled it in with this movie, which was really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, overall, if I were to give it a grade, I would give it, like, a... I would give it a B. Like, I think it was an above-average movie. Like, it... Personally, I think it was better than Jungle Book. Um, mm-hmm. Because there was so much more to it. Like, I, you do have a heart. You have even more of a heart... For like a beast, it's kind of like in the in the mm-hmm. animated in the animation. Like 
I was kind of like, oh, like, he's just, like, you, you have more of a heart for Belle and, like, her dad. Where in yeah. this one, it's kind of like, wow, you do really... You feel his pain. You feel... You really do, and, like... You learn his backstory, too, and why he was the way he was, and... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, again, you see that pain. Yeah, and I think... And, and bouncing off that, I think Disney did its job in that sense, whereas live actions are here to give us an even more in-depth experience with this story than we had originally. And I think they did really, really well on that. Um, looking at it from, you know, Jessica's perspective coming from theater and from Broadway and me coming from the film aspect, I think it, it, it held its own and it's gonna do really well this weekend because it did open in a lot of places this weekend, um, around the world. And, uh, but aside from that, I think it is a really good movie, so I would recommend going and seeing it, because I don't think it would, it won't, if it, it didn't let me down, really, I don't think it would let really anyone else down. Um, so yeah, Lohani, come on, you gotta go see this, this is what you gotta do this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I guess I'm behind on my musicals, too, I didn't see La La Land, um, I I love musicals. I mean, you can literally lure, lure me into a room if you play Hairspray or Moulin Rouge. <laughs> just now, do you I like. Are are you just a fan of like movie musicals or like are you are you into Broadway at all? Like stage musicals. I went to go see Roger Ebert's, um What is it? Cinderella. Mm-hmm. And I was completely in love with that. I guess the. Um, amount of work that goes into going to see the show and the fact that where I live we have the Seagerstrom Center Mm -hmm. and it is it is on the pricier side for me so it's very difficult for me to get to a show but I've never I've never said oh I don't like musicals like no that is a part of my genetic makeup like like fantasy film there's only two types of movies that really give me chills and they're, one of them is, like, fantasy movies, like, mm-hmm. one of the things, Harry Potter mm-hmm. type stuff. And then musicals. Like, musicals give me chills. I like, like the huge, <laughs> the big dance scenes and, like, all the really cool stuff. You and wonder why life can't be like that constantly. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. I sing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us have made a career out of it, but others <laughs> have <laughs> been shushed <laughs> away into a corner. <laughs> The extent of my singing is in the court with Jessica and in the shower. I don't really sing outside. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't sing. I. We talk mean, about. I just heard you people. singing like for thirty minutes before we were getting this podcast. You ready. told me to test the mic, <laughs> and I totally recited. Um, <laughs> recited the elephant medley from Moulin Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> I know that like the back of my hand. I love it, but I think it's pretty cool that musicals are coming back in yeah. a in a positive way. I think yes. Hamilton definitely revived it mm-hmm. because last year we did see musicals. They just weren't good. We are last year or the maybe the year before, but we saw Rock of Ages, Burlesque, Jersey Boys, Nine across the universe from couple, last couple of years, and they haven't been that great. Yeah. But not to say they were terrible, they just didn't stand, they're not going to, some of them are going to stand the test of time, mm-hmm. as does Moulin Rouge, Hairspray, um, what is it, for Chicago. me, I, I love Chicago, um, what is it, the, um, prison, when they're all in there, the prison cell tango? Oh, cell block tango? Cell block tango. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that makes it gives me chills every single time. And I like that it's coming back and it's interesting how it's coming back because they're either live action um we're taking what we liked before and applying it to modern sense. Yeah. It's the live action one where it was previously animated. La mm-hmm. La Land that takes away f- that takes from Hollywood glamour like the old cool part of Hollywood okay the glamorized part there was a lot of problems on the back end as we all as we all know (laughs) but Damien Chazelle based it off of what he learned from the French the French new cinema wave and what how he fell in love with Hollywood Mm -hmm. so we're taking things before and reimagining it and inspiring us rather than the other ones seemed kind of formulaic in how they put in a musical where mm-hmm. I think they had the songs but they didn't have the heart 
Damien Giselle had the heart of Hollywood on his side. Live action Beauty and the Beast had the heart of your innocence, your youth. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great direction to go in because we use it to inspire and reimagine instead of let's be lazy and throw things together and make money. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's kind of funny with all these things that you're saying. It's kind of almost like the new target audience is like generation, like our generation, whereas they're trying to sell us on like our youth and like what, what we feel is like, um, nostalgic, nostalgic and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Because yeah. I feel like that's what Disney is kind of aiming for. Cause of course, you know, it, it, they, they can win on both ends. They get the new kids that are seeing Beauty and the Beast for the first time, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there are kids who think this is the new, like, this is brand new. Like, where yeah. does the story come from? Um, um, but they're also getting us back because, like, well, this is this is what we grew up with. Same yeah. with Star Wars so and all these other things. Of course we're going to go see it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, yeah. So I think, that, once again, as we say, I feel like in every single podcast, Disney is on a roll. Mm-hmm. Um, with what they're doing, Disney's Disney's like Apple of phones. There's always that one company where they are the model, yeah. they are in charge, they have most of the market. But at the same time, everyone's watching them. Everything has to be perfected. Yeah, yes. You know, speaking to of Disney brand uh, standards, <laughs> we, uh, me and Jess, were able to see uh, the AT-ATs going up at Disneyland oh, today. Uh, so excited for Star Wars Land, which we kind of both. We're freaking out a little bit. It's kind of like the skeleton of them. And yeah. yeah. You can see the, the shape of them forming and everything back the body, there. The head. It's coming together, Star Wars nerds. In two years, we will have money. money. Yeah, stop sa- start saving that money and getting ready because uh, it's going to be pretty epic once we uh, see that. Um, are you guys excited for any musicals that are coming out for this year? Because there's a, there's a slate, and it's not only coming from... I believe Disney. Their their original musicals are coming, or musicals with original scores are gonna come out this year. In addition to I, like beloved ones that we've I, known from childhood, like Mary Poppins, right? Yes. Or is that in twenty eighteen? Um, That's twenty eighteen. I, I think it's twenty eighteen. Yeah. It's definitely not gonna come out this year. They just started. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. always every single time there's a new movie musical or any musical that's out there. Um, I just get more and more excited. That's one of the reasons that I. That's one of the reasons that I really loved La La Land is because it's popularizing mm-hmm. the musical again. Um, mm-hmm. Back when, like, Singing in the Rain, that was like, you like you that you they pretty much only did movie musicals back then, and um, it was just, just it's it's just been like that's my passion, and so I love that it's being brought out of that oh musicals are for nerds and for you know like mm. the really corny things and showing people like you know hey like this is this, this is, is actually awesome. really classy like <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like if you're not Jessica who's basically a musical Star Wars nerd then you're not cool <laughs> 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 because you're right it is bringing all like this now like now people just want to be into musicals and the Star Wars and the, all this other stuff because that's yeah. what is becoming like normal now, mm-hmm. um, which is nice. It kind of it feels good to be thought of as yeah, good, not like. And yeah, I mean, you're even seeing it in TV shows now. It's like, well, when Glee Glee mm-hmm. really revolutionized that, I think. Um, as of recently, but then you got like Crazy Ex Girlfriend, who yeah. um, I love that show. By the me way, too, I'm obsessed. <laughs> I mean the music, the music themselves. When you listen to the lyrics, are hilarious. Right? It adds more to the comedy. I, my favorite song, I think, thus far is this is uh, the sexy getting ready song. Yes. <laughs> and as I sat there, I was like, "What the heck is happening?" And at the end of it, I was like. I'm never not watching this show. And Laura and I got the luxury of seeing the creator. Uh, was it Rachel? Rachel, Rachel Bloom? Yeah. Yeah. Rachel Bloom. Yeah. We went to uh, the Writers Guild, as we always talk about in every podcast. Yeah. Um, we went and saw her speak along with one of the main writers. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. awesome. They gave us a really cool insight into uh, just the whole what went into writing that whole thing and how they they too felt like this was gonna modernize it a little bit and make yeah. it 
new and fresh. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. want I want to reach that point where I'm sitting in a where I'm sitting in a, uh, like a musical like a movie musical, and when a song starts, I don't see people around the audience and like, oh, not again. You know, and mm-hmm. it's like, why why do we turn our heads at at that mm-hmm. at singing? Um, and I just I I hope that with every movie musical that comes out that. It'll just get better and better. I think a lot of recording artists are really realizing that too. Like that's that this is something to get in on. Mm-hmm. Like uh, John Legend. John Legend's really getting. Oh yeah, getting on there. I mean, he's blending Lava Land and Beauty and the Beast because he's worked mm-hmm. on both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, You've got like Sarah Bareilles, who not only um, is she a brilliant singer, pop star, songwriter, but mm-hmm. she wrote the entire the entire uh, soundtrack for Waitress, the musical that's on Broadway right now. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, now that the lead, Jesse Mueller, is leaving the show, Sarah Bareilles is stepping in, and not only is she going to be singing her own music, she's going to be acting this part now, too. So she's wow, that's awesome. taking a lead role on Broadway. And it's... Yeah, I think a lot of recording artists are, are And Lin-Manuel that. Miranda, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's amazing. For a mo- from Moana, Moana yeah. Hamilton, yes. and now he's in Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. And that makes that makes me really happy because it's musicals. Broadway are such a um, integral part of the arts, yet mm-hmm. they don't regularly get the attention they deserve because it's live. I mean, yes. for Broadway, you can you can't just cut in the middle of it like you could a TV show or a movie what you see is what you get there's one take you know you only got one shot do not miss your chance to go yeah I have like you know to quote Eminem (laughs) (laughs) I have the utmost respect for like live television and live like Broadway and all this stuff because I had one live one live television class in college and that was just it for me I was like nope (laughs) Not Jenkins. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. doing not doing live television. Just Lohani. This is where I met Lohani in that classroom, right? <laughs> oh yeah, we That's... realized don't. We, at the end of that class we're like, we got we passed with good grades, but we're never going into life. Like our grade was largely made of sucking up <laughs> and pure imagination. Well, we also got the sympathy card because my niece, who I called in for a, a live skit, threw up all over the set. I was in that. You were in that one, too. And so I was like, Please. On stage, she threw up on me. Oh, yeah. My poor I think that's when niece. I first met you, Jessica. Yeah. That's right. Or was it at the Star Trek? No. it was. Like... I think we did that first. No, you know what? Didn't no. we go straight from there to the Star Trek premiere? Me and Lohani. No. Did you go with us? No, me and Lohani went. Lohani picked me up for the Star Trek premiere. And I went yeah. with Lohani. You were already yeah. there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's right. We came late because we, we had that class. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and, that, that... Yeah. Go ahead. And Pitch Perfect. I know you, people don't consider it right? a musical. Yes. Because they're not singing their feelings, but the music is an integral part and part of the narrative. Exactly. And they kind of do sing their feelings through the songs. I mean, their audition songs are kind of describes the character in themselves mm-hmm. and how they come together the mu- how the music progresses is how progresses with the story it's not a traditional musical and i don't even know if it's considered an actual musical mm-hmm. but f- for me i don't know for me i do but i'm like feelings aren't facts you know i'm learning right. that <laughs> i'm learning that but music was such an integral part of that story mm-hmm. and they did have an original song yeah no, I would definitely consider Pitch Perfect a musical. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you said, like, not in the traditional sense, but definitely, like, you, you've got the music, the actors are actually singing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm surprised that some of those um, singers in Pitch Perfect didn't go, aren't being casted in live action ones, as opposed to. Except for Anna Kendrick, of course. Right. As opposed to some of the actresses that were put in these movies, they sing well, but we know there's better and there's people who are more popular. Yeah, you know, like, that... not to say Emma Stone can't sing, but... Oh, I... oh wait, what are you talking about? 
I don't know. Both I heard Emma's. Emma Stone. <laughs> both Emma's I heard can sing well, but for having knowing that there's people in the world who literally went to school for this and yeah. this was their major and they go on Broadway, I'm like, what? Yeah, you know. I know you thing. need star power, but geez, not, come not on, people. In, maybe not for La La Land. I know La La Land's a completely different um, mm-hmm. movie, whereas kind of star power is really all they had going for them. Um, yeah. Plus, well, not not that's not true because music was beautiful. Um, for marketing purposes, yeah, yeah for I marketing think star purposes, power. Yes. Beauty and the Beast. No, I mean you got the name Beauty and the Beast. That's going to get you as far as you need. That's right. going to get Disney as far as they need. I think if at the risk they were going to take, they should have took it on the casting of Belle, I think they should have got someone who could sing who was more powerful um, because that's what the beauty of live actions is that we're able to elaborate, we're able to make this epic animation that they didn't have the technology and things, you know, to do at that time to make it even more epic. And I think I really, really wish we would have had a more powerful Belle. Um, and I singing think wise. singing wise, yes, because acting wise, she was fine. Um, but I, that's kind of what I would have wished they would have took chances more with. I, um, because they had the name already, they didn't need the star power. Honestly, they really didn't need the star power for that movie. Um, but yeah, I see what you're just saying on there. Like, La La Land, I think, is different. La La Land, I think, like Lohani said, for, for marketing reasons, they needed to have, you know, Emma Stone and, and, and Ryan Gosling and, mm-hmm. you know, John Legend, all these people. Um, but yeah. But it's interesting, though, because it's like, Emma Stone before La La Land was doing a, a like month long contract as the leading cabaret on Broadway. Yeah. So it's like she has performed on Broadway. She has this incredible voice, and so I, you know it was interesting watching the La La Land. You know, wondering, you know, was it a director's choice to have kind of her hold back a little bit on her vocals? Because I was going to ask you about that because was I that her stronger? Okay. Maybe oh. it was a, a character choice? Well, I know it maybe um, it could have been a character choice, but also I feel like for some reason when it comes to film musicals, they don't want that Broadway sound in a way, which is kind of odd. You think, Why do you think it's that? a musical? I don't really know because I know when um, maybe they're just trying to separate it from like, oh no, we're not doing Broadway, it's still film, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of a thing. But I know when Les Mis came out, the movie, um, they obviously had a cast full of film and, t- you know, film actors, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with the exception of, obviously, Hugh Jackman, who's amazing everywhere. Yeah. But um, Sarah, uh, Samantha Barks, who played Eponine, as well as Aaron Tveit, who played um, Ross, they are both Broadway people. Like, Angel- uh, Aaron Tveit has originated many roles on Broadway. He was Link Larkin and Hairspray on Broadway. Um, so many things. Samantha Barks was Eponine in London, at, you know, in their production of Les Mis, and I actually got to see her live, and, like, she can blow the roof off of any building with her, vo- with her voice. And watching the two of them in the movie, they were both very reserved with their vocals, and it was... I was confused. And then I found out later in an interview that the director had it specifically instructed them to hold back. So, I don't know if I I don't necessarily know why they want it not as big and bold, especially for when you're like the whole purpose of your movie is to do a musical, right? Especially with Les Mis, yeah. it's all singing. Um, I I wonder if they did that because they had other people, other star power who were the main focus, and they didn't mm-hmm. want it taken away from them. I mean, Anne Hathaway definitely held her own. Definitely, I think she did really well mm-hmm. for for hearing the difference between Broadway and a film actors. I think she found a, a nice balance. Yeah. But for maybe they didn't want it to overshadow the other actors who were the main star power, but which right. to me seems would seem asinine because I would want every single person to kill their role. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> um, that's all I had. No, that's good. That was a good conversation. Yeah. 
It works. We'll edit this out. Uh, <laughs> Lo, do you want to <laughs> keep it? Um, should we end with just? Would you just keep this whole one musicals and do like mirror one separately? Because we're already already on an hour. That was so funny. I half read your text and it's like, let's just, let's keep this episode just musicals. And that's why I ended abruptly. I'm like, what the hell am I talking about that she needed to send that text? No, and no, I was like, no, I was oh, just, okay. No, I was just giving it to you. You guys were going good. I was just sending it to you because I was just had a thought. <laughs> no, it was just really funny because I read only half of it of how it oh, popped okay. up. So I was like, so yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what was I talking about? Did I drift out again? No, you <laughs> your drifts are the best, though, so no shame in those. My friend mentioned that. She's like, you go off somewhere, and then Laura has to pull you back. And I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> yes, she does. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, um, We can end it, and we don't have to, like, keep going. We can totally just do, like, a record. one of us recording a closing. We're like, you know, just so happy to have blah, 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 keep out for the next episode, which is like movie premieres. Cause, um, but I don't know. We'll do that all together. That way we're all here talking and we can thank Jess for being here too. Um, on that Mm -hmm. one. But yeah, do you, um, you want to do it? You're better at, you're better at closings. You know me. I just say randomly say bye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye -bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I did a really weird exit one time. I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) bye-bye. It's like the um, the Barbie in Twist, right? Yeah. Too. It was really weird. Lohani had to, like, call me out on it. <laughs> no, I loved it. Um, okay, so, uh, okay. Well, that's it for us at the Nerd Mix. Um, we'd love to thank Jessica for spending her time talking to us about musicals and educating yes. us about yes. the whole genre of musicals and giving her input on Beauty and the Beast. Yes, and our overall opinion on that is go see it, because it is a beautiful, beautiful film. And I'll give you the feels. It will. The Disney feels, the Disney tears, the Disney chills everywhere. Um, they, they and Jessica, hit. did you want to plug anything in? Yeah. Uh, follow you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. What you got going on, girl? Um, yeah, actually. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Jessica Ordaz Official, O-R-D-A-Z, um, is how you spell Ordaz. <laughs> um, I mean, Twitter, Jay Ordaz official. Um, I believe I'm gonna go check to make sure. <laughs> yeah, and don't worry. Should know my Twitter name. <laughs> when we tweet out the podcast, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure she'll be on more. Um, we really enjoyed having. Usually, it's just me and Lohani bantering off at each other, so it was nice to have a <laughs> a third party to kind of break up the. The weird banter that we have usually—they <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs> they really do. That's where most of our audience comes from. Um, yeah. But yeah, check Jessica out. She she has a lot of awesome things going for her, and we do really wish you all the luck in your career because she's just watch, guys. You're gonna see her see her somewhere. She'll pop up somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah. I have a yeah. few singing videos on YouTube. If you yeah. want to check them out? She's. You want to give us a little taste of that right now? I know you can sing. <laughs> Seeing a whole new world. A whole new world right now. <laughs> will you be my Aladdin? No. <laughs> um, well, we'll definitely t- um, share your stuff on our yes. profiles. Yes. You can follow us um, on Twitter at The Nerd Mix, Facebook at The Nerd Mix, and um, Instagram at The Nerd Mix. We made All it super same. simple for you guys. We don't like change. <laughs> yeah. As you can see, we don't like change. Um, of course, you can follow us on um, me and Lohani's individual uh, Twitters. They're on the Nerd Mix site as well. Um, I'm at Al Jedi Knight, and Lohani is at bit of random truth you'll never get it just go to at the nerd mix we're in there too i don't like i didn't know twitter was gonna be as big as it was when i first started it so my bad <laughs> we really did hope you enjoyed this whole breakdown of musicals that we've been meaning to talk about it for a while because we do really feel like they're underappreciated um and our next episode is gonna be so fun we're gonna be talking about premieres and how to do premieres and how we do premieres. Uh, me and Jessica have been doing them for about 10 years now. Lohani's been just almost just as long. So we have a lot of tips on how you can get, you know, your time on the red carpet, per se. Um, meet some cool people. Yeah, meet some famous people if that's what you're into. Um, so look out for that episode. Look out for this one. Obviously, you found it because you listened to it. Um, but yeah, so that's it for us. Until the next time.
Bye bye. <laughs> See you next time, Nerd Mix fans. Hey. Hello. Weird. I couldn't hear you at all. Oh, I heard you guys discussing, like, where she go? I'm like, we are here, we are here, we are here! <laughs> I couldn't hear you at all. I went dead. No, I was like, oh my god, I feel it, Horton. I, he- I feel it. <laughs> Alright, let's just... Let's just go? Let's power through this bitch. Alright. If anything, we'll do one 30-minute one at least. Get one, 30, one good 30-minute one out of this. Yeah. Hey, Lohani, can you talk for a little bit? Um, Sing me a song, my beautiful soul. I I don't know. Love is a many splendor thing. Love is what you have. All you need is love. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to say.